0: Hello, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Director's Cut, a podcast by the Directors Guild of America, featuring today's top directors sharing behind-the-scenes stories of their latest films, and insights into the craft of directing. Please take a second to subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. In this episode, director Mati Diab takes us behind the scenes of her film, Atlantics, Set in the outskirts of Dakar on Senegal's Atlantic coast, the film tells the story of a young woman who is in love with a construction worker, but is already promised to another man. After the construction worker is lost at sea, and the devastated woman prepares to go through with her original wedding, strange things begin to happen that may thwart her plans. Atlantic's was screened as part of the DGA's Global Cinema Series, which aims to spotlight landmark foreign films for DGA members and guests by presenting screenings of contemporary, classic, and independent films, as well as conversations with their directors. Ms. Diop made history as the first black woman ever to compete in the Cannes Film Festival. Atlantic's was nominated for the Palme d'Or and took home the Grand Jury Prize. The film garnered Ms. Diop a DGA Award nomination for outstanding directorial achievement of a first-time feature film director and a Senegal's official Academy Awards entry for best international feature. Her other directorial credits include the documentary feature A Thousand Suns, the documentary short Atlantique, and the short films Snow Cannon, Big in Vietnam, and Liberian Boy. Following the Global Cinema Series screening of the film at the DGA Theatre in New York, Ms. Diop spoke with director Michael Almerieda about filming Atlantics. Listen on for their spoiler-filled conversation.
1: Thank you for inviting me to do this. Um, I saw a link to the film yesterday and then it's even better, of course, to see it on a big screen. It's incredible. Um, one of the pleasures of it is is the way it moves from being having the feel of a documentary, then in, you, it moves into this realm of the uncanny. It goes from the natural to the supernatural and it seems so beautifully balanced between the two. And can you talk about how you struck that balance? How you got that tone, that, that convergence?
2: Um, the from the very beginning, um, the content and the form of the of the film uh, were one and one and one and one, one thing and only one and only thing. Um, after I shot um, Atlantics, the short the short film in 2009 where I filmed a young man um, sharing me and his two friends his uh, crossing, his odyssey from Senegal to Spain. I was um, very struck by the interaction between the way Serigne was telling his true own story which was really what he went through but he depicted it with such um, lyrical and epic and mythical dimension. And this is what I was actually trying to capture from, from, from his story. I wanted to light uh, the mythical dimension of this uh, journey, of this crossing, the existential and internal dimension of it. And I guess that what I did in the feature, I was already looking for, looking for that um, while I was uh, recording with my mini DV camera, um, <clears throat> sorry, sirens, the hero of, my, of, the, of the short, Crossing. And um, I think it has also a lot to do with the way uh, stories, legends are, are, are told also in, in, in Africa, in Senegal. Uh, and um, and so after the short, I, I knew that I was going to dedicate a more a feature film to to the same period. Um, when I say period, I talk about the the, the moment when so many young people disip, um, left uh, the coast of Dakar for for Spain for a better future, with a lot disappearing in the sea. Um, I wanted to dedicate a feature to, to, to that situation and I think that it was immediately uh, for me it was evidently going to be a ghost film because it's exactly how I've experienced and and uh, you know all the observations and um, the way I was um, uh, besides the the story of serine the way he's he, he... La manière dont il s'est raconté.
1: The way that he told himself.
2: Yeah, the way that he told himself, but also my relationship with the ocean at that time. The fact that I knew, um, living in the neighborhood, I was living at the time in Dakar at my aunt's place, that so many young people, while I was there, could uh, potentially leave, I mean, left, leave, leave like right away, take a boat, disappear and you wouldn't see them the next day. I think it's all these, these, um, you know, the, the experience of of being there and of witnessing that, which made me knew it had to be a ghost film, and also it's a lost g- generation. It's a, it's a, it's a, and so I thought the fantasy genre was the best way to uh, make exist this youth being, but, also being absent, you know the the omnipresence of the absence, and so the starting point was pretty strong about the fantasy approach, but as soon as as uh, as much as I was approaching to to shooting and to and to and also while I was writing, I mean it was all about rooting the story in its social, economical, political realities, and that was very important. As I knew, I really wanted the film to to go very far into fantasy and into yeah into genre. I I I even more needed to root that. It's
1: very grounded too. It's very precise
2: in reality because it's 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 about reality.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's a ghost story and it's a love story. And as you point out in your notes, it's the story of a girl turning into a woman and. It, making this transition and asserting herself and discovering herself. But can you talk about that a little bit more? Because you, you talk in your notes how you were capturing or exploring uh, an African adolescence that you didn't have yourself.
2: Yes, thank you for your question. It, 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 it was really, the. Um, I mean, as soon as I understood precisely what I wanted to write about, the character of Ada came up and it was really, the odyssey of um, of Penelope and not the odyssey of Ulysses, that I wanted to write about. And I think that the project of um, um, writing a rite of passage of Ada, of a young woman taken between the disappearance of her lover and his coming back as a ghost was really the project I really wanted to um, Writes on and 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 film the 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 way reality the way the reality of Ada and her intimacy her intern perception her world uh, shifts um, as as soon as Suleiman disappears her relationship with herself with the city with her friends with Omar the man she's supposed to marry with the, with her whole reality transforms because because of the missing one, because of the man, boy she loves, who disappears. And which makes this love, this man, even more precious as it's gone. And and which also, uh, I think, takes away from Ada the the social and hypocrite, um, yeah, the, the fake uh, mask that she was taught to wear, marry this man to elevate her social background, um, getting ready to become the wife and the woman her mother is is uh, telling her she should be. Uh, so um, I really wanted that the um, lead female characters of the film, Ada in the center and then the chorus around, I wanted to, uh, I remember... Uh, with my um, producer who is here tonight, I remember that Judith Lou That I remember that we were very from the beginning um, t- talking about uh, survival, like to really film this young woman as a survivor, and she indeed survives from from losing her her love, but to in order to uh, re. Like, like you said, very um, to not for honest, a but to yeah, to reinvent herself, to reinvent herself, and, and it's really about transcending loss, and and it really makes her uh, émerger, fin, emerge, emerge, yeah, from from a long night. You know, I love the <coughs> rhythm
1: of the film, the way it moves, and it feels very both unhurried and fast. It's a bit like the waves, like the ocean itself. And it's, it's, um, it's also, I think, funnier than, the, I think we come to a place like this and we're very solemn, but the first time I saw it was especially, it seemed witty, as if it could be on a double bill with Beetlejuice, I thought. That's just my thought. But the, the character that's sympathetic and unexpectedly so is the, the uh, inspector, the young man. And I wondered why you chose to give him your name.
2: First oh my God, I can't believe I, I, I didn't get prepared for that question.
1: <laughs> A little slick upon everything oh, else, wow. so it's okay. Yeah, Okay. I got it down.
2: Um, you know, these kind of moments can be both very intentional and also both playful, you know. Um, but uh, I think that at some point I felt that Isa was becoming the character through I was the more talking about myself. Uh, now i realize it's more ada but whatever i mean all the you, you are all your characters like when you dream of people you, you you play the role of everybody it's the same for scripts so um uh, yes at some point i felt while i was writing that isa i was pretty it was with my co-writer olivier de mongel isa was definitely an incredible character to invent to play with to to conceive to 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 you know to yeah and um and i felt that uh he's a uh, he's a uh, conflict between extremely rational um, um, work job uh the he's a uh, i mean, he, you know his work is really to to prove everything uh by science facts and 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 it's really about rationality and and facts and um and and he's going to be to be uh influenced by a force a mysterious force that he doesn't control anything but something that he can explain understand and prove and so i thought it was um for um, this young uh in- investigator who is was born in, in in Senegal but who i imagine went to actually the U.S. To, to study and then came back, came back with a kind of an arrogance because some African um, go to Europe or to America and some of them can come back with a, a certain, uh, you know, complaisance or arrogance because, because it's just a um, uh, um, consequence of, you know, Colonialism, etc. Um, and so,
1: there are yeah. always greater forces. He's overwhelmed. And that's that. I thought that was funny. Often in the film, he just gets overwhelmed instantly. Yes.
2: <coughs> and yeah. It's, and not it's not
1: just the air conditioning. It's the whole. <laughs> it's everything.
2: oui voilà. mm-hmm. And I just. Uh, I, and also, he. He. He really. You know. It. It. To me. To be a man in 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 Senegal also defines you very much. You know. Your, uh, sur la virilité, l'autorité.
1: Virility, authority, yeah. these issues.
2: Yeah, so he's really like a really um, a male uh, figure, authority, uh, authority figure, and I, I and I thought I, I loved to see him suddenly becoming as as weak as a romantic, uh, <laughs> a teenager girl, a Victorian, uh, uh, sensitive uh, teenager girl, and 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 I thought. It, it, I mean, it, I was very interested into depicting uh, a, a black uh, Senegalese man, you know, to, to see him fall apart. I thought it was interesting in terms of how his uh, masculinity is also um, challenged, and I don't know. And I, I guess he's going through the same process than Ada. It, it's it's actually finally what what's happening to him is going to become something that. Mm, that uh, permits him to to get free from his identity uh because to it's be possessed yeah, yeah to be possessed is not to belong to yourself anymore but not to belong to yourself anymore is probably a way to get rid of your identity which is also can be seen as a as a liberation you know so i could talk about it several hours cuz I, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a character that projects a, a lot dynamic. of things, yeah. too.
1: It's like a double romance. But speaking of authority figures, you, last week at the New York Film Festival, you showed a couple restored shorts from your uncle. And I'm not sure how many people here are aware of this great legacy you're part of, which must be both a, a heaviness and a, and a liberation, too. But could you talk a little bit about your uncle?
2: Um <clears throat> it's it's both like you say but uh, I was I'm lucky that it was more um something very stimulating and inspiring than than a wait um or if it was a wait I guess I've um, f- not not fixed the situation is is a bit too cold but I mean I think I've I confronted myself to this pretty early while um directing A Thousand Sun who is a direct conversation with one of his um, actors and masterpiece to so and it's actually my first not, master, not my first film, but my first project as as a as director. To so just to recontextualize. Recontextualize. To rec- yeah, sorry, uh, a thousand Sun is is a film that that is it's a dialogue with a. With a film of my uncle called Tokibuki. And I met his actor, the, the actor of Tukibuki, eight um forty years after he he was in Tukibuki. And and it was a way to talk about Dakar today and the migration through uh Tukibuki, which also who also no, which also talked about migration through fiction. Anyway. So um, yes, I mean I it took me a while to measure and to uh yeah to measure the importance of uh, of his legacy um, I think it, I, it, it it happened in two thousand and eight right after i i i worked with Claire Denis, which was the year of the <laughs> masters uh, first uh, being directed by Claire denis and then two thousand and eight was, was the ten years of his um, passing and some tributes were given and I was invited to with my father to go to Dakar to attend to a tribute. And I guess it's when I realized um, the, his absence, but also the very strong, the fact that people were coming and leaving, but films were staying. And and that really was a strong, um, yeah, a strong uh, when you realize something, a stronger uh, realization, and um, and yes, and I started to to I think to I think it, it helped me to position myself more clearly as a filmmaker uh, because I felt that he had done so much for cinema, but also so much for Africa and for his how he re- depicted and represented, you know, his character in his movie and i kind of felt a bit uh, in the middle of a um, champ de ruines
1: a uh, field of ruins
2: yes and i kind of felt i wanted to uh, not rebuilding but continue the work but it was not heavy it was really because i i knew it only could be my way you know to to so with with my my personality my own style and 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 the tools of my generation and and the collaborators of my generation so it was, a. I felt, I, I think it's a continuity, but... Uh, I agree,
1: it is, it feels like a continuation, like a, your voice joining his, it's very moving.
2: But not like carrying anything. No, and not, yeah.
1: not like any kind of imitation, it's just, it's yes. almost genetic. He's not
2: imitate, you know? imitatable anyway.
1: Mm. But, there's, but there's a real bond, <laughs> and... Um, I was going to say a lot of the way I first knew about you was through Claire's movie, 35 Shots of Rum. I'm just curious, how many people have seen that movie here? Not a lot. Sure. But she, Maddie <clears throat> made a great debut in a father-son story that's really remarkable. And I, the obvious question is how your experiences as an actress has informed your directing
2: um it 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 uh it it has uh, affected it a lot it's hard for me to explain exactly how when um to measure it but uh to become to 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 experience uh becoming a character is is something very very strange very strong um it it's would, almost like possession maybe. yes uh, yes it's it, yeah it exactly it's uh, it's really an experience um and to be at this place and to uh f- feel uh, to, to be chosen and then to become Josephine to become a character then to see yourself in a film and then how the whole process uh, years after years go through you it's very it's really something and and and, and even more with somebody I had so much admiration for a woman I could really identify and project myself, you know, too. So so it, I really feel it like a, a deep and, and under, underground. No, wait. Oui. We oui.
1: Maybe underlying? Yeah,
2: or? yeah. Tra- yeah, transmission from her to me, um and uh and it 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 the more I, I i i i direct the more i make films the more i feel her the importance of her legacy and 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 yeah it's huge and so i obviously have a very strong relationship with my with my actors i mean in terms of how i choose them the
1: how many of the actors were trained actors in the film
2: uh most of them had never acted before except uh the boss of ISA, the, the, the investigator, and the, and the boss at the, at the, at the work construction sites. except these two. <coughs> all, the, all, the, all, the, all, all the people you see in the film had never acted before. It's really
1: remarkable, because they're terrific. Thank you. It's so fluid. Um, one other obvious question, then we can open it up to the audience, is I'm amazed by the music. I love the score. Can you talk about how that came about?
2: Yes, with pleasure. It's always a pleasure to talk about um, Fatima Al-Kadiri, which I have an immense admiration for. Um, I I discovered her music in 2011, um, and it immediately, um, her world immediately connected to mine, for, um, I think, mostly because we are both uh, at the crossing of so many different cultures, um, and
1: What's her background?
2: Uh, she's from Kuwait. Um, she experienced the the Iraq invasion, by the way, and so she, her work is very um, is very shaped by this experience, which had made her rock very engaged and political, and she has this very political ac- acuity, 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 oh acuity. Bon. And um, and she was able to. I mean, all her albums are both very very central, um, physical, sensorial, but both very, uh, bah, rooted in, in 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 geopolitical landscapes that are very very precise. And so it's not only album of music where you just uh dream it's it 's also a vision um uh, a, a, a discourse that's very and she's also a visual artist and I was just very inspired and amazed and fascinated by her world and um I started listening to her a lot i I think fatima her music really represent for me um if I had to choose a music that would re- representing my time my world i mean the world I feel I live in, I would choose from music. Which is not, not, which is is nothing, and um, so I, I listened Does she to her. Usually do songs
1: with lyrics?
2: She, uh, her first name as an artist was Aisha, and she was actually singing, imi- not imitating, but like it was very um, close to some Muslim chants, and she would mix it with electronic, uh, electronic music. Uh, but sorry, what was it?
1: I'm just curious, she doesn't usually do film music, did you no, specifically? No, 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 she
2: never did. Yeah. Uh, I was very, very proud to be the first one to propose her because, as I often say, I was so surprised that Fatima al kadri wasn't already uh, appro- approached by Hollywood to to, to to do the score of a Batman film.
1: She was waiting for you. <laughs> Batman's no, <because> next, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I mean because she's for me she's like uh she's she's really a huge musician and and it's always uh, strange to 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 realize that you you're actually the first person to I was definitely not the first person to 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 think she was amazing and and one of the best but I was uh, I felt very lucky I was the first uh, you know director to approach her and so voilà and so but she was already making uh cinematographic scores it was already so cinematic and uh and I listened to her music a lot while writing and so it was it had so it's much perfect. sense yeah, yeah perfect
1: so shall we ask some questions is anyone ready to ask is there a person I'm supposed to repeat the question and I'm I'm almost focused enough to you might have to correct me was there a difference between the men who came back to there are various women and Suleiman coming to see Ada. Is that the question? Well, why, the why? why difference? the difference? Um, oh. my, go ahead, yeah.
2: Um, yes, so Ada, um, yes, we, the, the, we had, I had to, me and my co-writer had to find which body Suleiman was going to, to possess uh, I first wanted this body to be Dior's body, no Dior, The the the, the. Um, I, I I really wanted that, but um, it would have. Uh, I don't think I would have found an actress like uh, who who would have accepted in, in in Senegal to do that. And I don't think that the Senegalese audience would have been ready for that, for, two, for in the film to have um, two women making love, and, and which is really, really a shame um, because it just says that um, homophobia is still very strong in, uh, in Senegal, which is really... Voilà. Um but uh it's not because I sais pas parce le
1: it's not because I'm I'm sad about this or against okay. this
2: that uh I was still really I needed to my I don't like this word message because I don't do a film to send messages but you know you know what I mean I, I didn't want my my goals or my message to to be monopolized by a stupid um, uh, um, polemic? Uh, uh, a scandal. Yeah, it would just have been impossible, and I I might wouldn't have been uh, I might wouldn't have been able to do another film there. I, I I it would have been it would have been impossible to propose that uh, and. I thought it was a bit, it would have been unfair to to because the, the unfortunately uh, uh, homosexuality I mean I mean it's not even that unfortunately having two women making love in a film is still um, uh, uh, is still uh, experienced by a uh, a subject uh, a, a, a homosexual subject which is really phew, a bit depressing because it's and but you also need to you know to to, to, to know um who you're talking to and, and, and what are your priorities in terms of what, what are you talking about so i i abandoned that uh, and so we needed so, so so i needed to find a man and as in the marriage uh, I, there was already in the script the idea that Suleiman was not only coming back to spend a last night with Adab also to ruin the marriage and to burn the bed. An investigation was obviously going to happen and the character of the investigator arrived and little by little with Olivier, my co-writer, we decided to give. And I thought it was interesting that uh, the... um, Because at the beginning, the character of Issa was much more developed and we knew it was a, a, a Senegalese man arriving in a neighborhood as an outsider because he was coming back from the US and coming back to his... And I like the fact that uh, Suleiman was possessing... I don't know. It, bon, it's, uh, it's hard to synthesize, but it, 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 it's, uh, it's, it's, it's for that reason. Yeah. Sorry, it was a bit long, my answer.
1: Anybody else? Can you talk about your co-writer? One of the things that's really impressive about the structure of the film is, is... I don't know of many ghost stories where the ghost isn't motivated by violent revenge. It, there's, it's, a, it's truly a love that motivates it. Did you arrive at that together, or was that um, your idea? Or how did you work with your writer, it, your co-writer?
2: Yeah, but it's also very pragmatic. Huh? It's really to get the money back. Um,
1: it's a sense of justice, too. Mm, yeah.
2: Yes. Um, Olivier de Mangel uh, had uh, much more experience than I did in terms of writing scripts. It's his it's his uh, everyday work, um, and uh, I definitely needed someone to to help me structure uh, structure the phew, amounts of ideas and and phew, you know and 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 and, Im- and images and visions and and so it was very necessary to be able to talk a lot to somebody and to help me can- canalize, channel, channel yes channel the um, the ideas and and also who was uh, I think I've been very lucky to to meet Olivier because uh, you know how how miraculous it is at the end to be able to really collaborate, i mean to share you know to 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 have to trust enough somebody to share your vision and to and to and and and, and olivier is uh, i think he's very very talented and 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 smart and and uh
1: see that, that other films i didn't do my homework without no I it's no.
2: okay uh I, I will tell you but uh yeah i think we we it, what what worked is that we had a very similar um there's something l- oh sorry my english is uh, not easy we we i really wanted to stay very close to my own visual uh, world and, and 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 craft uh i didn't want to make compromise and i didn't want to format 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 myself to any kind of uh writing because it was a first feature and i think he was very sensitive to that but we also both wanted to to have to to ad- address ourselves to a large audience and i think that's what really olivier liked a lot that he was meeting somebody with a very uh, singular craft but at the same time i think he was very into the idea of talking to the world you know like to to and i think we we both like very um Uh, um, very uh, atmospheric films, like, for example, or even Claire Denis, who also share a love for a certain action American cinema, you know? Uh, uh, No, her films in general. And so not to have to choose between an atmospheric, hunting, uh, sensorial cinema... Uh, versus uh, action movie you know to really and I think we were very very in phase uh, on that and and it would you know you know as as writing as shooting kills writing and editing kills shooting it's still hard for me to be able to really depict our work with distance because it's far away and so many stages have happened since that it's hard for me to really talk about our collaboration in a very uh, organized way but um, I felt that he was the one who, him and my producer Judith were the two persons who 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 were the best ears, you know, for my vision to 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 be channeled and and structured and and, and yeah, it, it was a wonderful collaboration. I was very very lucky, and he he uh, I'm I'm. He did a lot of things, but uh, he did a. There's a film by. A film by Neuf Mois Ferme, de Dupontel, a director called Dupontel, French one, who he wrote the script. Bon, sorry, the, but he also is a novelist. He also writes. Yeah, right now he's writing uh, Baron Noir, which is a, a French TV series that goes very well. He also had written two novels, and um, you know, it's I, 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 I. He was the perfect uh, person for.
1: And the DP, had you worked with her before?
2: No, no, no. I've never worked with Claire Maton. I, 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 I. I've been very attentive to her work. Um, she did many very different kinds of films. And for Atlantic's, I thought it would be important to have somebody that both had uh, worked uh, in documentary conditions, like to be able to react to reality and to life, and to be able to capture what's there. Uh, but also, having very high ambitions in terms of plastic and aesthetic because it's sometimes it's, 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 it's very strangely opposed or divide, you know, like you have the, the poor documentary who looks very real, but it doesn't, it shouldn't look too lyrical because we talk about reality. Okay. And on the other hand, uh, lots of, uh, like a, an incredible sense of, uh, aesthetic, but it's a bit cold and you know, uh, and, and a bit too, yeah, a bit too rigid, you know. And so I really wanted the film to look as a fantasy film with very strong atmosphere, you know, And but also not lose touch with, uh, with the incredible vital force of Dakar, where you don't arrive with big ideas on aesthetic and reference because what's, the reality is just going to shut your mouth on what beauty, aesthetics, modernity is, and on what's just uh, yeah beauty life present uh it's pretty um uh, it's pretty uh comment When uh, quand on apprend choses, uh, yeah um yeah inspiring to just to just stand in Dakar. And, and it's it's pretty strong i mean uh the way Art, art. I mean, art in terms of this mysterious alchemy. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> art is really uh, rising from anywhere there. I mean, I, I, I'm, it's a very inspiring, inspiring place, and it's. I think I've never, I've never um, thought and wondered so much about what modernity is. Uh, there, like I always think about modernity when I'm in Dakar, I, I because I feel it's it's a right it's it's modernity uh, and what what really modernity is is a ça émerge devant moi
0: emerges before me
2: yeah and I understand how 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 and why Africa has always been a, a, such a huge and inspiration for in the history of art and in the most, most generally, in, 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 in for Western, um, for Western um, culture, who has a strange way to rendre la paix. Yeah, who has a strange way to be grateful for that. But anyway, I am it's through the film. You
1: captured the innate lyrical reality, and um, you might have just summed it all up. So, should we say that's it? thank you very much for your
2: very delicate (laughs) questions thank you very much it's great to have a discussion with the director the the, the questions are even more precise and thank you very much Michael
0: thanks for listening to another DGA Q&A you can find past episodes of the director's cut wherever you listen to podcasts stay tuned in the coming weeks for more episodes including our meet the nominees series which will feature panel discussions with DGA Award-nominated feature film and documentary directors. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. We'd love to hear your feedback, and you can help fellow cinephiles find the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by the Directors Guild of America. Music is by Dan Wally.